Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning, Tagline. Father, I just want to thank you this morning for your goodness and your kindness and your mercy. Your mercy. Wow. Lord, I bind Satan this morning. According to John 10, 10, I destroy the works of the thief. I destroy the works of the murderer, the killer, and I break and destroy the power of the destroyer. Lord God, I thank you for your blood, which was shed on the cross of Calvary, for our deliverance from all evil, from sin, iniquity, and transgression. Amen. Brothers and sisters, first of all, I want to tell you something. I got my answers. And years ago, I would come on what used to be Spirit Go. And I would just go blabbing out a lot of people. A lot of people listen to me. And some of them are a result, still do, a lot do. But I want to tell you something. What I have discovered, I, I'm not going to put it on this headline. Because I am not going to educate any witches. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to be on here long because what I finally discovered, I've got to put it together. I know you hear me say that all the time. Where it makes sense. Because a lot of people are going to be delivered. I'm going to try to share with you a little. A little. But what I am going to do, I'm going to share either privately or put it on a um, CD or video or something, MP3, MP4, whatever, because I have discovered answers in searching this out to many things that I had asked God about witchcraft um, and how can it flow and just meant I found many answers and they're all based on scripture but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to maintain discipline this morning because Satan, you are a liar. I'm not going to put out any information that's going to educate a witch ever. And there's almost no way that I could explain this without educating witches. Did you say it just almost is no way? 
because this whole situation, and I know it was God, and I know it was um, God's intention for me to research, to have to research this in order to get answers that are so, um, they so, I even hate to use this word, but it's the only word I can think of. It's so deep. It is so deep. But I can tell you this. The Baltimore police needs to open up their unsolved mysteries file. And they need to look in certain areas and they're going to find out why all these people being cut up, dismembered in Baltimore. Brothers and sisters, um, I was digging, so I got this text from from, uh, Brother Robert and he said like, uh, well, Gypsies originated in India. Their roots go all the way back to India. And and the reason the Lord had him send me that little note, message, info, is because I know that the largest Voodoo practitioners in the world come out of India. Did you know that? Hindu. So when I read that, I said, "Uh uh-oh, we really got a problem here. If they come out of India, I know that there's voodoo in this. I mean, you know, they worship millions of gods. But I would be talking about B.C., which is what I'm kind of looking into anyway. B.C., A.D., and the present. All this witchcraft stuff is hooked up together. All this satanic pagan worship, it's all together. So I started um, trying to find my answer. See, I, I'm look, I was looking and I am, I was looking for specific answers to specific questions that came up in this deliverance. really triggers that God was giving me or signs would be a better word. Signs that God was giving me so that I would look in certain directions. And that's how he, that's how he does me. You see, 
in uh, third John, <clears throat> in third John, God says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Well, in Galatians, all witchcraft is uh, falls under the category of works of the flesh. And when I was up in um, St. John's, Newfoundland, and Prince Edward Island, I dealt with some um, Canadian Indians of the Micmac tribe. That's the tribe. Coming on down through Maine. They, the, the tribe ends right there where, well, it's not, well, it doesn't really end. I don't know where it ends, to tell you the truth. But I know that this tribe mixed with the um, French and the British. And they're pretty much highly educated because, um, you know, they could do different programs that could go to college. Now, I'm not saying that the majority of them, but they're pretty highly educated. But I was able to see, and I've seen it here in Dalton too, I'm able to see them throw a curse from one side of a room straight across to another side to a person, and the curse hit. When I first moved here to Dalton, I was in a, um, they got a ministry here that runs like thrift store, like Habitat. And I was in um, this, it's a Christian thrift store here called Providence Ministry. And I walked over and picked up a lamp. A lady and her husband had been standing back looking at the lamp. And I guess they thought, well, when she puts the lamp down, I'm going to pick up the lamp. But I didn't put the lamp down. And the lady stood, the Holy Ghost said, turn around. I turned around. And the lady tried to throw a curse on me through her eyes. Because, see, when you have a spirit of covetousness, covetousness and work the witchcraft, they can, they can work the witchcraft through their eyes. They can look at you and project witchcraft on, me, on you. So I turned around and looked at the lady bound up the witchcraft spirits and the lady tripped and her husband picked her up and said we better we better leave this alone we better we better get out of here and me and brother joe looked at them <laughs> because it didn't work but if 
I had not had the discerning gift and did not know how they throw those curses just by looking at you in your eyes. The lady tried to bring me under subjection through her witchcraft by she was trying to throw the curse at my back. That's how they love to do it. And sometimes they'll give you their back. And they call that you'll be uh, looking at them. They will turn around and place their backside in front of you and then throw the curse. Throw a curse at you. So in actuality, what they're doing when they throw this curse is they have demons or spirits, whatever you want to call them, at their bidding. And they are um, in subjection to the people that, that they're inhabiting. They actually inhabit these people. And a lot of times they inhabit the people through the worship of the dead. Familiar spirits, necromancy, divination. So I said, India. So I, I, I was still looking. So that let me know that they had a, Jessica said, I remember the situation. Yeah, because I told her about it. And I, I remember telling her, so this is what I got to deal with up here. And I have dealt with it up here. Not much, because people, um, they, 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 this is a, this is a strange place. That's all I can say. But uh, what I'm saying to you is that it is very easy if you believe in and if you skilled in bewitchment, sorcery, and magic. And that is what I found out that most gypsies believe in. Sorcery, bewitchment, and magic. All combined. So this is what I want to share with you this morning. I, I don't know, like I say, I I, I got a, I think it's printed out for me. I must have run out of paper. Because I didn't even look at it. I just hit the print button. And uh, yeah, I ran out of paper. Let me see. I didn't even finish printing it out. Let me tell you what else. Oh, man, I don't have any more uh, three-hole paper, so i got to put it on some plain paper. Um, I have some friends that are missionaries. 
and her name is Joy. Her husband's name is Giorgio. They are missionaries to the gypsies. So I called them up, and it was God, I know, because it's um, Christmas time. They just happened to be home. They just happened to be home. And I know that uh, they, like I say, they are missionaries to gypsies. And so I think they mostly go to Hungary and Romania too, because that's their background. He used to be a um, television, no, he was a musician. He still plays music. But they are missionaries to the gypsies. So I, I, I asked them. And, and you know what? <clears throat> they don't even know nothing about the witchcraft and stuff. <laughs> Feed and clothes over the lifespan of their ministry. Maybe they fed and clothed about a hundred thousand every every two three years, cause they go and they bring clothes and, um, cause even now the gypsies over in uh, Europe are nomadic, still traveling, and they still hate it. They still hate it. They hate it by. Almost every body, every other culture that knows um, their culture. So, I labeled this um, work here, because it's really three parts, I think. But I labeled it Gypsies. Bewitchment combined with sorcery and magic. And I asked God, I said, what uh, what scripture do I put over this work? And the Lord said, John 10.10, 10, the thief cometh. Not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I said, um, he said, don't interrupt me right now. He said, but I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He said, right now, whatever you're doing, you need to stop. You need to burn and rebuke every psychic prayer that's being prayed against you. And you need to cover yourself with Exodus 15:22. God will not suffer a witch to live. I stop. I bound and rebuke every prayer prayed against me through ignorance. And I 
spoke that God would not suffer a witch to live. So if you're on this line this morning and you done come into agreement with a witch against the disclosure of this information, you better watch out. I'm not playing games with any witches and I'm not playing games with anybody that is a perpetrator of witchcraft. Because this kind of witchcraft here kills, brothers and sisters. It has an intent to kill, steal, and destroy. If you know you've been involved with this and you're only here praying against me, you better repent. And if you don't brought anybody else in a prayer with you against me, you better know you put their life in jeopardy because I am not playing. You're not going to cause me to die before my time. I am not playing. You see, Job said, he said, I made a promise to God, not the covenant with my eyes. Some some ladies call me from New York. I haven't even had a chance to answer their call yet. Two was from New York. One tried to come on the on the chat room yesterday. All right, I just deleted it. Can somebody post Exodus um, 15.22? You're not going to put anybody else's life in jeopardy. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I place a shield of the blood covering of the blood of Jesus around every true believer this morning. And please understand this. There's no self-righteous liar out here that cannot be touched. I went over to Chattanooga yesterday. Me and Brother Joe, and, and I and I felt, I felt, and I don't go by feeling. I said, wow, this devil here just don't want to quit. I said, God, you're going to have to give me the inside to this. Because I'm not going out like this under no circumstances. Because I know I have power over all the power of the enemy. But God, I I, I got to know where, what direction this thing is coming from. I got to know, Lord, how to stop it.
a thief has only one thing in mind, and that is to steal, slaughter, and destroy. John 10, 10. I've cut off every witchcraft power in the name of Jesus. I speak atrophy over you. And I command the laws of God and nature to command your powers to go to zero. 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 I command through the laws of God and nature every demon you've summoned up be bound and chained in the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, like I said, The Greek word in John 10, 10, kill. The Greek word, T-H-U-O, is not the normal just word for kill. It means sacrifice or slaughter. Witches, every time they can be instrumental in the death of an individual, that death becomes a sacrifice unto the devil, unto Satan, unto Lucifer, or whatever paganism. Whatever pagan god or pagan idol that is being sacrificed to or slaughtered for their blood for the purpose of something ungodly. Curses are intended to either hinder you or destroy you. Curses act as an invisible barrier to prevent you and I from experiencing the full blessings of God. You see, The curse of the law gives us clues as to how the root of many curses and their causes work. The thing about a curse is that curses can be enacted through many words, I mean, through many uh, different uh, means other than just words. Okay? 
Rutgers began with the curse of the law of sin and death. Curses have general characteristics. Galatians 3, 13, 14 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. But look what else it says. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit. You see that? That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We know that God cannot lie, and we know that the Bible is true. Then what is the hindrance to the manifestation of God's promises of blessings in your life? Don't worry about the world. Don't worry about nobody else. What is the what is the hindrance in your own personal life? that you're not experiencing the full manifestation of God's blessings. People running around here saying we're more than conquerors. We're the head and not the tail. But they're living in poverty. They're living in the reality of what they know. They're not living in victory. Well, the answer could be a curse that is hindering your blessings. You see, God wants the same blessings to come upon you that came upon the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You got to go all the way back to see the effects of the curse after the original sin in Genesis 3. I mean, in Genesis. Romans 5 and 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. For that all have sinned. Because we've all sinned, we've all come under the law of sin and death. That's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Galatians 3.10 for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. This is the original curse. Curse is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law. 
put this in the chat room. Sin is the door for a curse. Sin is the door for a curse. This is the fruit of a curse. This is the fruit of a curse. Sickness, disease, death, and poverty. Sickness, disease, death, and poverty. But now you got to understand this. It can be in either area of your whole man. It can be working in your body, in your soul. And if you're not born again, in your spirit. So God's blessings to Abraham was to affect these same three areas. The curse affected our spirit because our fellowship with God was broken. The curse affected our soul, which means it affected our heart, our mind, our will, our emotions, and our intellect. How did that happen? It happened through this disrupted relationship between God and man. And because of that, we come under many different curses. I I found this one pretty interesting. Anguish of soul. Trembling of heart. Madness. The curse can apply to women in childbirth affecting the physical body. A curse can affect to disease. A curse can affect to finances because The curse was enacted against the ground. The curse was placed on the ground by who? God. And some of us are still suffering from lack. I'm talking about just because we won't appropriate Jesus and his blood as the curse breaker. That's what God said to Adam in Genesis 3, 17, 18. Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. And look, thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. I want you to make note of something here. When Jesus was on the cross, 
and the crown of thorns pierced his head. Jesus that curse upon himself. God took that curse upon himself so that we could be released from it and so that we could prosper and not have lack or poverty. But many of us are still not experiencing the manifestation of what God said. And I now know for a fact, I know for a comes along with gypsy curses. The curse is just what it says, a curse. And this is the original curse. Witchcraft curses are counterfeit manipulations, but they brought about through ritualistic sacrifice, which converts to demonic power. Romans 8 and 2. For the law of the spirit of life. You see this? The spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Can I get eight people to post? The spirit of life is in Christ Jesus. Spirit of life is in Christ Jesus. Jesus Being the spirit of life made us free from the law of sin and death. The law. It's the law that because of sin, sickness, disease, poverty, and death are at work in the life of individuals today. It's the law of God and all hell knows it, has to reinforce it. You see, the old law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the original law of sin and death. You don't have to continue to live under the law that says you're deserving of death, disease, sickness, illness, and poverty. You can now, you're supposed to be able to live under the law of life that declares that you're healed. That declares you've overcome. That declares that you prosper. That declares that you'll be strong. And all of God's angels will reinforce that law if you learn how to live by it. And you live by it by the faith of Jesus Christ. It's the law spirit of life in Christ Jesus that you bless. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that you heal. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that 
brothers and sisters. And God will always uphold the law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus says, get this. Can you post this? That you may be free. That you may be free from the law of sin and death. You see, there's two kinds of death caused by sin. And to be resurrected or healed or delivered from spiritual death You have to receive forgiveness of sin, and you have to have the life-giving power of God's Holy Spirit that gives you what? Salvation. Salvation to the born-again experience. Now, the other death is natural death. The day you were born is the day you started dying. You got me? The day you came out your mama's womb and they smacked your little bottom and you said, yeah, <laughs> that's the day you started dying naturally. Witches that operate through spiritual power know this. You see, natural death begins to take place slowly. But they know oral tradition through rituals and dark side knowledge being passed down to them from one person to another. They know this. But they also know that there's a remedy for it. Psalms 103, verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. James 5.16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. On the other hand, a curse affects the manifestation of every type of prosperity, every type of finances, every type of spiritual blessings and gifts, every type of healthy relationships and healing. You see, many times, order to appropriate the fullness 
of what God has already predestined, predetermined for you to have a curse has to be broken. A curse can be the evidence in your life. Or I should say, a curse can be evidence in your life by continued defeat or by the continued unseen resistance that seems to hinder your circumstances and your decisions without any obvious or apparent reason. You must, brothers and sisters, discern In order to discern properly, you need the gift of discerning of spirits. You must be able to discern a curse. A curse can be audible. It can be written. It can be spoken upon a person. Or you can wish a curse upon yourself. If you have ever, through anger or self-pity, made a vow against yourself, well, then guess what? The Bible says that the words you speak are either life or death. It it admonishes you to speak life. But if you ever even think negative thoughts about yourself, you give the enemy a field day because you'll get what you even flippantly open your mouth and spoke. Even jokingly, you're not supposed to speak negative words over yourself. It's like It's like giving the enemy, it's like opening the door and saying, come on in. It opens the door of your heart. It exposes you to evil manipulation and control. It causes you to keep hitting invisible ceilings. And it stops you, curses, even self-inflicted, things you speak over yourself could be under the manipulation of spirits unloosed to you through other manipulative forces. Don't even write curses. Don't speak them. Don't speak. Don't gossip. Don't talk about other people. If you focus on yourself, you won't have time. But if you're constantly, even in the presence of someone, speaking down, speaking negative about somebody else, they're cursing them, and you're in agreement with it, and you fall under those curses too. I'm telling you the truth this morning. And Witches and gypsies and workers of the dark side, 
they know this. Words can destroy another's faith. Curses continue over time. Curses go from generation to generation. Curses are obvious in your family tree. Well, how is that, Erica? I just told you three times. Poverty. You broke. You have continual things happen where you can't. Your money is like a in a purse with a hole blown through the bottom. The Bible says that, not me. Reoccurring illness. Oh, mama was a diabetic. Grandma was a diabetic. Great-grandma was a diabetic. Well, you are under a curse. Because you can stand up and say, diabetes in the name of Jesus, you stop here. You will not afflict me. That's that lie they tried to tell me. Well, you know, uh, Lieutenant, your family has a history. I said, my family don't have a history of nothing but God. I don't hear nothing else. They looked at me like I was crazy. But I wasn't going to let an army doctor speak no diabetes or nothing else on me. Brothers and sisters, deformities can be curses, be the manifestation. Spirit, soul, body, deformities, addictions, miscarriages even. You see, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, and I learned this in my Baptist church. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them. My pastor preached the Ten Commandments <laughs> and Daniel in the lion's den. So we could get saved every Sunday. Nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Curses. Posters in the chat room. Curses usually attack the entire family, not just the individual. A spirit of poverty, for example, affects the entire family. And it could go the other way. Uh, in God, a spirit of richness can just flow uh, uh, down through a family line. Example, if the head of the household suffers depression or oppression as a result of a generational curse, then more than likely, 
other members of that family will suffer from the same uh, attacks. Fears can also take hold of families, just like addictions and lack of trust. You know, I have heard lots and lots and lots and lots of preachers, almost all deliverance preachers, say, I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. If I'm redeemed, then why do I need to break generational curses? It's biblical. It's the truth. But let me ask you this. From the day Jesus went to the cross, was your whole family perfect in character? From the day Jesus went to the cross, up to this day right here, right now, has your whole family experienced victory in every area of their life? Have you experienced victory in every area of your life? The Bible says this, out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. You do know, brothers and sisters, that salvation is an ongoing process. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Both he that sanctifieth, and they who are sanctified, are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Now, this is the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life since I became a Christian. See, it wasn't Christianity that educated me. It was intimacy. It was knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as my own personal Lord and Savior. You got some Christians out here who genuinely believe that curses don't have power over their lives after salvation. Well, you say, Erica, why do you think that's crazy? Well, I do because look at this. Do you believe in divine healing? Jesus made provision for help through his suffering and death. But isn't it often necessary to press through until you see the manifestation of what you know you already have healing? You see, there's a need to contend. You have to contend for the full promises of God in your life. You have to contend to pull your inheritance from the spiritual realm into the natural realm. The Bible has been given to you as a roadmap 
to every spiritual blessing after salvation. You're supposed to lay hold to the promises of God by faith. You're supposed to lay hold, brothers and sisters, of everything that God has for you. Witches and people that work on the dark side know this. And they know that if you don't lay hold to the promises, then they can erode your faith or weaken your faith and come in there with a curse in the intent of destroying you. You see, put this in the chat room. The devil wants to resist God's blessings in your life. The devil intends on resisting God's blessings in your life. Romans 6, 1 through 12. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Jesus Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk. Put this in there. You should walk in the newness of life. You should walk in the newness of life. You're supposed to walk in the newness of life. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more, hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. So understand this, a person can become a slave to sin again if they allow sin to reign in their mortal body and obey its lust. If anybody in your family 
has given away the sin after the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They have come under the law of sin and death again. Yay, Jesus! I'm not speaking of occasional sin and everyday weakness, but I'm talking about sin that reigns or rules over your life. Romans 6.16 Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants are you to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. There is a place in the life of a believer for continued confession of sin, even after you've been born again. 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ephesians 4.27, neither give place to the devil. Ephesians 4.26, be ye angry and sin not. Look at here. If you have evil spirits abiding inside of you, they love for you to get angry with somebody. Witches, stir up anger. They stir it up, stir it up, and then they unloose it to back their spells, their rituals, and their evil intent. I taught you that on that show I did with Sheila Zelensky. The Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Proverbs 23 and 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, is he. You see, people believe lies, and they make room for demonic strongholds to be formed in their lives. It's very easy if a curse is just laying there. Curses can be passed down through the generational line. Curses can be inflicted upon another person. Brothers and sisters, curses shall come upon a person. Curses can pursue you and the demons operating through curses that overtake you until you be destroyed. Why? Because you hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes. God says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, whoever, whatever them is. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. You gave it up. You gave it up. You gave up your protection from God. You gave up your head of protection. When you went to see the spiritualist, when you went to see the fortune teller, 
when you went to see the palm reader. You gave it up when you went to see sister so-and-so. You gave it up when you went to see mother so-and-so. You gave it up. Not only did you give it up for you, your mama gave it up for you when she went. You gave it up for your daughter when you went. Your daughter gave it up for her child when she went. God visits the iniquity. God visits the iniquity the same way God visits the blessings. And then you have to deal with the consequences of iniquity, of those iniquities that fell on you. And the reason they have to listen, God is a God of justice. For every decision we make in our lives, there's a consequence in the spiritual realm. There is a law of sowing and reaping. Because God is just. God must uphold what he says until there is repentance in a generation. In a generation, in God's mercy, God has established that once sin is confessed and turned from, the curse of sin is broken. Until somebody opens that door again through a sin, through a transgression, or you do your own sin. You see, your children can inherit your ungodly bondage. You inherited your mother and your father's godly bondage. It isn't enough for you to think you break those curses and you don't cast out the spirit to carry out the work of those curses. If you don't cast out the spirit that enable the poverty, that enable the incest, that enable the pornography, that enable the addictions, even if your parents have repented, didn't do it before you were born. If they didn't do it. And depending on how deep the stronghold was, doors can be opened that allow curses to come in. And and, uh, this is not complete by any means, brothers and sisters. Let the Lord speak to your own heart. Let the Lord reveal to you any doors that may have affected you and that you, through those spirits operating in you, may have affected others. even your loved ones, even your wife, even your husband. 
even ungodly superstitions. Brothers and sisters, you may have caused somebody else to stumble. Doesn't want your life cursed. Oh my goodness, what happened? I done went past an hour and 80 minutes. 